Hello, and welcome to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. We're coming in hot with the best bad takes in the fantasy industry. Here are your hosts, Steve Reed, Kyle Gadley, Drew Marsh, and Zach Beekner. And welcome back to the Boomer Bust Fitness Football Podcast. And it's finally that time again, football eve, as we're recording this, we have kickoff Thursday night football, Rams, Bills tomorrow night. I'm excited. We'll start with Drew. How excited are you for real regular season smash mouth football to be back? I am so ready. I'm ready to get back into the booms and busts. I'm ready to get our parlays going. I'm just ready to let our fans know our thoughts on you know the boobs and busts of the week that's the theme of the show and hopefully they take our word for it yeah we've got a big i think we've got a big year more well-rounded year for us this season after doing this for a year already kind of under our belts we'll head to kyle it's it's almost that time how you feeling uh, we're getting there, buddy. I'm like giddy with joy. I'm like a fat kid in the candy store. So it's going to be great. Football's right around the corner. Let's get it. Take an offense to your analogy as <laughs> a fellow fat kid that's been in several candy stores. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, Zach, dead day zero, basically. How you feeling? Oh, uh, dude, I am definitely stoked. I mean, it's my favorite time of year. Uh, we're going to get into those bets. We're going to hopefully everybody here is going to win some money. Um, and we'll, let's, let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's, let's get into this episode. I'm ready. There is no hopefully about it. We will hit some parlays this year. We will win some money in best ball leagues, some DFS, all of that. We have a lot to discuss Yeah, in this episode. The first week of college football wasn't nice to me though. I'll just put that out there. Well, when you pick terrible teams to win, that's what happens. So, <laughs> hey, I, I missed I missed one game, one game, guys, one game. What game was that? Oh, it was a painful one. I took Utah over Florida. That was just bad. They were played in this one. I can't. I know. I I understand, but they had it and they threw an interception. Anyways, uh, back to the actual football talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boomer Bust League drafted Monday night. It's our keeper league. Started it last year. I happened to win the championship year one. I'm going to keep boasting about that until I'm no longer the champ. Although I will always be the first time champ of the league. Mm -hmm. So, uh, keeper league, we got three players. Keepers this year for me ended up being Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Dak Prescott. It's a super flex league. uh, Kind of a need to take two QBs. And even though I could have gotten Jalen probably super late in some of these drafts. I just felt confident that he was going to have a top five season and, and took him. So he's my QB one at pick one Oh one. I took Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette as RB two, obviously Justin Jefferson. Like I mentioned, my first receiver, Allen Robinson, wide receiver two. I drafted Darren Waller as my tight end because we know we're on the Darren Waller <laughs> tight end one train on this podcast. Yeah. We forced you to take that pick. <laughs> we kind of did, but I'm fine with it. Uh, my first flex, two flex league as well as a super flex. I have Eli Mitchell, Devontae Smith as my second, 
Uh, kicker, don't really care about Dustin Hopkins. And then my bench consists of Carson Wentz, Daryl Henderson, Ty, uh, Tyler Algier, Tyreen Davis-Price, Marvin Jones, uh, MVS, Jalen Tolbert, and David Njoku. Overall, what are your guys' thoughts, opinions on my roster? Solid team, bud. Very solid. I mean, I think you're projected to just destroy everybody <laughs> this week. So, I don't know. I like your team. It's I like how you have Dak Prescott as your QB2 in the Superflex, which is really solid. Nice to have. And you have Carson Wentz just chilling on your backup. So, overall, very good. Very good value, I think, you got throughout the draft. So, so long as we see a healthy McCaffrey this year. Uh, I think this is this could be a scary team. That's my you opinion. Could, you could probably repeat. I could. I am not going to bank on it. But I'd like to at least be in the top three. I would not mind that whatsoever. So, mm. uh, Drew, anything before I move on to Zach's team? No, I mean, I like it. It's a really good team. If it all comes together, could definitely repeat. All right. And, Zach, you finished second out of all of us hosts. How do you feel about your team and who you got? Well, um, like I said, uh, I've told you guys I'm projected to get stomped this week. Uh, but I, I feel more confident about my team than I do his team. He's just got some big question marks. And for some reason, Saquon Barkley's projected to get 18 points um, on the other guy's team. I don't see that happening. Penn State but... disrespect. <sighs> it's not because he's in Penn State. I'm sorry. I mean... I don't hate Penn State. I'm just more of a Pitt fan. I'm sorry. But, anyways, my team goes as follows. Uh, Matt Stafford is my QB1. Dalvin Cook, running back one. Zeke is my running back two. Uh, Dalvin Cook was my one keeper from last year. Uh, I got Debo and Cortland Sutton. Um, They were both my keepers uh, as well. Uh, Cole Komet, and then I got Amon Ra. St. Brown, Rondale Moore, Tua Tagovailoa, Tua, Will Lutz, Davis Mills, Alexander Madison, Damian Pierce, Van Jefferson, David Bell, Jawan Dotson, Jawan, 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 I'm sorry. It's an A, man. Christensen, Watson, and Higby. Uh, I apologize. I cannot <laughs> pronounce Dotson's first name. <laughs> you better go in and change. You can since you can put nicknames on your players and sleeper. You better go in and change his name. To, his nickname. Jawan. Just change it to Jawan. <laughs> I mean, it's not a terrible team. I don't mind it. I, I would like to see a quarterback with more rush upside, I think. Tua has the slightest rush upside out of your two QBs. Yeah, well and if you were in the if you were in the draft, all the rush upside quarterbacks went right before me. Oh uh, you could I'm pretty sure you could add a Trey Lance who uh, He went good. right before me on the oh, way back. Yes. I'm trying to remember I don't remember that fact <laughs> It was a long time ago. <laughs> Especially when you got two kids. That's all I gotta say. But no, I think I think overall, decent team. If you have Stafford repeat again, throw for 4,500 yards and, you know, 35, 40 touchdowns, that's a good year for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do like that you got Dalvin's uh, handcuff there because we know he'll he'll miss a game somewhere down the line. So overall, you got really good value too because Debo and Cortland were like 6th and 7th or 7th and 8th round picks a year ago. Yep. So you still got like 
your second through what fifth or sixth picks and mm-hmm. got some good value there overall. What else do you guys think? I do like Damian Pierce as well. I didn't mention that. I mean, yeah, I I like it. It for like the wide receiver depth, he's gonna need you know some a couple prove it years from like Cortland Sutton or Amonra St. Brown. But I mean, if it goes, if it all comes together, it'll go well for him this year. Right, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I agree exactly with Drew with the uh, wide receiver depth. So. Yeah, I do kind of have to, you know, Nick Schiffer taking Van Jefferson and not throwing him on your IR yet and grabbing somebody else, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I know. Uh, Next on our list, Kyle finished third out of us so far. Uh, He drafted next, and Kyle, how you feeling? Who you got? Um, Honestly, not feeling the greatest, (laughs) especially wide receiver depth. Um. So my team, I took it for keepers last year were Lamar, Aaron Jones, or I mean, Lamar, Najee, and DK. So in the draft, I ended up taking Aaron Jones as my RB2, Marquise Brown, Dallas Goddard, Brandon Cooks, Chase Edmonds, and my second QB is Trevor Lawrence, which I'm also not a big fan of. And I have Rodrigo Blankenship, you know, anchoring me down there. Uh, On the bench, I got, right? On the bench, I got Eno, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Jarvis Landry, Isaiah McKenzie, Romeo Dobbs, Wandale Robinson, Alec Pierce, and Bobby Tanyan. So you went, you went super, super young and unproven on your bench. Mm-hmm. Like, the only person that we've seen have any sort of relevance in fantasy football has been Jarvis and Bobby, uh, minus, you know, last year due to injury, but... Uh, Super young bench, but super high upside bench because you think about it. If Ramondre pops off and Damian Harris gets dealt by, you know, the deadline, he's RB1 in New England next year. There's a, you know, decent keeper, in my opinion, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I like how they're starting Wandale Robinson and then they're going to put Isaiah McKenzie in the slot, too. So, like you said, nothing promising right now, but super good upside if anything equivalates, you know what I mean? Right. And honestly, by the time buys hit, these guys could be out there putting up consistent, you know, 12, 15 point weeks. So, Zach, how do you feel about Kyle's team? Uh, yeah, I definitely like the Isaiah McKenzie. He definitely has the most potential um, out of everybody that he has uh, uh, on the bench. Is he still sitting on your bench? Or is he actually in your flex position? He, yeah, he's on his bench right now. He's okay. on my bench, yep. Okay, yeah, but he he's the one I like the most out of everybody. But all in all, I mean, yeah, you're kind of like in the same boat as me, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but Pretty we much were right next same, to yeah. we were. I mean, we were like right next to the same draft, like the same draft spot. So we had to take some chances on some people to, you know, make up for the people that were being taken in front of us and behind us. Yeah, we were in that dreaded like six seven hole. It's yeah, all three there. of you, all three of you actually. It was like six, seven, eight for for the three of you. I was the only one that managed to get away from you scumbags who would have sniped a bunch of my picks. Uh, and Drew, how do you feel about that before hopping to your team? Yeah, I mean, the only worry is wide receiver depth, but you took some shots on the bench, and if if one of them works out, you'll probably be fine. So, and here's the thing: in my opinion, uh, there's a lot of hype around some of these guys still. You know, Isaiah McKenzie comes out tomorrow night and just has an insane game. Maybe someone feels desperate enough to trade already and and you deal him for a decent, you know, 
running back or receiver to fill in for him. Yeah, so, I could even like combo up too. You know what I mean? Right. So I mean, it's all about you know how obviously first few weeks go, mm-hmm. and we actually see what these these guys are going to get in terms of actual uh, snap share. And last but not least, Mister Marsh, how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling. Okay, my running backs are absolutely not where I want them to be. I don't have a super solid like first round pick running back this, for this year's draft. So my team rounded out at being so my uh, keepers were David Montgomery, Tyreek Hill, and Kyler Murray, and my team ended up being uh, QB one Josh Allen, and then going down David Montgomery. Josh Jacobs, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, Austin Hooper, A.J. Dillon, Darnell Mooney, Superflex Kyler Murray, Kicker Matt Prater, whatever. Uh, On the bench, I got Kenny Pickett, Rashad Penny, Michael Carter, Tyler Boyd, Devin DuVernay, K.J. Osborne, Chris Olave, and Noah Fant. And I guess for me, my biggest worry is clearly running back depth. I don't have a clear, clear, you know, first-round draft pick running back and I ended up letting uh, Alvin Kamara go from my keepers just because at that point when we were setting keepers I wasn't sure if he was going to get some sort of last minute suspension and I didn't want to risk it so I kept David Montgomery but it ended up screwing me because the pick the keepers I kept were rounds three four five and the season before me and uh, Steve made a trade and he had my second round pick and I got his third round pick. So I didn't have, other than my first round pick, I didn't get a pick until pick round six. And I ended up picking like Mike Williams because I couldn't, you know, you can't pick, pass up Mike Williams for the draft value. Well, technically, wouldn't you have had a third round pick? Yeah, he did. He, did, he had three old one, so I think you will pick your first round pick and then three old one or something like that. Yeah, I got a first yeah, round pick, which round. I took Josh Allen, which right. I have no clue how he felt to me. That was clutch. That's nuts. At pick eight, yeah, yeah that's crazy or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't have a second round pick, and I right. The, right. Okay, I, I see it was what you're the saying. First pick of the third round, which I took, and then uh, who did I take? Mike Williams. Uh, it was gonna be him or Jacobs. One of the two. I wasn't sure yeah, which. I took Mike Williams. Yeah, it's it's tough, but you know. If I did get a little bit of depth with Rashad Penny and AJ Dillon, so if one of them end up being pretty good, I should be okay. But it still worries me that I don't have like a uh for sure top tier RB one. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. There is that super high upside for Rashad Penny, in my opinion. I mean, we saw it in the last month and a half or so of last year. It's uh. It is tough, though. I mean, maybe if Michael Carter comes out week one against Baltimore and just balls out, the guy that has Brees Hall gets a little nervous and there's something to be had there in terms of trades, but I don't even know at this point if he has anybody worth trading for that would help out your your RB depth. Uh, I do like the Austin Hooper pick. A lot of people are probably going to dog me and probably dog you for having him, but he's a good athlete. He played... Pretty solid when he was tight end one in Atlanta. He had some decent years in, uh, or eight, maybe what, one decent year or so in Cleveland. Not even. So, I don't know. Athletic guy goes to a team that lost its top target last year. I don't mind those picks. How do you guys feel? 
I mean, I I love his QBs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. think you can get any yeah. better than that. Yep, agreed. Um, yeah, just your running back depth, man. Other than that, your wide receivers are pretty solid. But I like how did you notice in the draft that we all literally screwed you on tight end? <laughs> yeah, it was like straight tight end run, and Drew's like, "Oh, I need a tight end," and then everybody saw it. <laughs> Well, it's not only that. Drew decided Drew wasn't in the chat with us, and then texted us saying how mad he was that somebody took a third tight end. So, of course, we all had to take our second tight ends before he got his tight end one. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm I'm excited, and we got two more seconds before we get our booms and busts. Would you guys want to do our DFS picks for the week, or do we want to do our parlay? I'll leave it up to you guys. I mean, we could do the parlay first, I guess, huh? All right. So... Do you want me to start it off? uh, Yeah, I'll I'll pass it back to you in a second. Um, Real quick, though, for those that don't know, show comes out, you know, Thursday mornings. Uh, Last year, we started the tradition on the show of giving a Thursday night parlay for the Thursday night game. That being said, this will be our parlay for the week one game, Buffalo, L.A., LA Rams, I should say. And Kyle, I know you wanted to go first. What do you have in this uh, this same game parlay? Well, I really like Steph Diggs in this game. I don't know why. I just feel like they're. it's just going to be like a shootout kind of game to me. So to have Steph Diggs at just 69.5 receiving yards is just kind of mind-blowing to me where they have Cooper Cup already almost pushing 100. So mm-hmm. I feel Steph Diggs over 69.5 receiving yards for negative 113s. I think that's good value. It's not like it's getting crazy low, so I take it. Yeah, that's not a terrible uh, pick there. Uh, I'll go next. I'm going to take an alternate spread. The spread right now is at minus two and a half in favor of Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo at uh, minus four and a half, plus 130 odds. Uh, While I like the Rams, I think they're still a great team. I'm just not sure about Stafford's elbow that still kind of scares me if he's going to have issues Cam Akers the Achilles I know everybody says you know he's injury free now but we haven't seen him play and be effective since coming back from his Achilles so uh, Buffalo's defense is is really really good they added Vaughn Miller in the offseason so yeah I'll, I'll take uh, that alternate spread there I will go to what was, the, what was the spread again Sorry. Yeah, the minus three and a half minus three and a half okay it's not like yeah. the Rams lost a ton of people on their defense. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying they didn't, but I mean, just watch the Super Bowl and watch how Jalen Ramsey got toasted the entire game by Jamar Jefferson. If Jamar he, Jefferson, J- Justin, holy cow! I just combined both of them. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jamar Chase. <laughs> you mean Jamar Chase? Uh, Jamar Chase. <laughs> and I mean, it, if Joe Burrow had more than a quarter of a second to throw the ball. On that final play, it was going to be an you know eighty-some yard touchdown with the Cincinnati Bengals raising the Lombardi. So, Drew, who do you or what do you have here in our Thursday night parlay? Yeah, so uh, for me, I am kind of on the Bills side of things here. So I'm going to take. I know you guys hate my anytime touchdown picks. But I hate it, but go with it. I'm going to take uh, Dawson Knox anytime touchdown score. Uh, they just gave him a contract. He's at four the, years. He's in Buffalo for another four years or something. He's definitely their red zone uh, 
target, and I think, you know, when they get down there, he's going to get targets, and I think he should be able to score this week. It's going if it's passing, it's going to be him or Gabe. If it's running the ball, it's going to be Josh Allen, or it seems like Zach Moss still. So, who knows? That that running back room confuses the hell out of me. And then, last but not least, Mister Beekner, what do you have here for your Thursday night parlay? So my Thursday night parlay. You know, y'all are all high on the Bills, but, you know, the Rams got to do something to stay in it. It ain't going to be a blowout by any means. I I know. I'm just saying. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game because it's the first game back. Defenses are still trying to figure out who they are and how they're going to play. So, I like the newcomer, Allen Robinson, for over 66.5 yards. Because the Bills will key on Cooper Cup. That's going to open up Allen Robinson. And, uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, I'm thinking that's, that's the way to go. And not only that, but you have, uh, the Bills without at least their, uh, top corner. Tredavious White's not playing in this game. Correct. So that's, that's a big thing, too. You got to, you know, pay attention to is it doesn't matter if it's, it really doesn't matter who it is. One of those two should have a giant game. Yep. So with that, that's our Thursday night parlay. Kyle, since you have it pulled up real quick, are we going to recap it for us? Uh, yeah. So I have Steph Diggs over sixty-eight and a half receive or sixty-nine and a half receiving yards. I got uh, Steve with that alternate spread at negative three. I got Dawson Knox anytime touchdown score and Allen Robinson over sixty-six and a half receiving yards. That seem that honestly seems like one of the most doable ones I think we've had in a long time. I mean, it's not Drew coming out here saying Zeke's going to score two touchdowns like he did last year in a game. No, it was Jonathan Taylor two plus touchdowns, and you got uh, was it me and it happened. Uh, somebody, but still. Uh, and last but not least, before our booms and busts, we are doing a DFS league between the four of us on FanDuel. I haven't quite figured out the exact uh, perimeters as to what happens if you win or lose this league, but we will get there. Uh, you know, standard Sunday games, uh, standard salary cap that you have in a FanDuel league. That being said, I'll kick it off. My QB, I'm giving Jalen Hurts. I've talked him up. He's a, he's my boom, boom, one of my booms this year. I have a feeling he's going to go off, be a top five. Like Drew's mentioned, I think he has him as quarterback two this season. Uh, my wide receivers, or my pardon me, my running backs, I have Aaron Jones as RB1, Chase Edmonds, RB2. Uh, receivers, Devontae Smith, Marquise Brown, and Michael Pittman, uh, Kyle Pitts at tight end, Flex, Mark Andrews, and the Panthers defense. Okay. Uh, how you feeling, Bill Beers? I mean, I'm feeling all right. Uh, do you just want me to read off mine, too? Yeah, just, just go. Good. All right. So for QB, I took Kirk Cousins. Running Buck, I took Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Wide receiver, I have Keenan Allen, Jay Jetta, Robert Woods. And tight end, I have Dallas Goddard. Flex, I have KJ Osborne. And defense, I took the Colts. Right, Zach. Hi. So here's next. Oh, okay. I just hang on here. Okay, we'll, we'll let Drew go next while he pulls yours up then. Yeah. I'll yeah. I, well, mine's loading. I, I'm up, but. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I got Trey Lance, Swift. Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, Dante Smith. Might have to change Michael Thomas. 
Actually, I don't think I can. Cole Komet, Mike Williams, and the Colts. All right, and last but not least, Drew. All right, so my uh, DFS lineup is going to be Jameis Winston, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Michael Pittman Jr., DJ Moore, Chris Olave, Mark Andrews, Christian Kirk, and Washington Commanders defense. All right, like I said, we don't quite have the parameters of what happens when we lose set yet, but we will definitely have it going uh, going forward. With that, let's jump into our week one booms and busts. And does anyone want to volunteer to go first, or do you want to just kick it off? Go ahead and kick it off. All right, so my first boom for week one, I've talked about him. In my yearly booms and busts, I've taken him in a bunch of leagues, DFS, and that's going to be Devontae Smith. He's projected at 12.81 points. He, While he is, I guess, technically demoted to wide receiver two in Philadelphia, he is a guy that has incredible upside. He's not going to draw the top defensive back in his matchup. That's going to be A.J. Brown, who's probably going to get doubled a lot. So that leaves a lot of good matchups for Devontae. And we've seen that he he doesn't have an issue going up for jump balls. And I think I just I like the chemistry that he already has with Jalen being there last year. And I think we see him uh potentially have a at least a big week one. Seventeen points, you know. Doesn't seem totally unrealistic. So what do you guys think about Devontae week one? Start with Drew. Yeah, I mean He's projected at 12.81 points. It's just, I don't know. Until I see it, for me, it's tough to project any uh, Eagles wide receivers for a boom, which, to clarify, our boom is plus five points from where they're projected, and a bust is minus five points from where they're projected. So that would mean Devontae has to score 17.81 points at least to be a boom. And for me... I just don't know if I can get there yet, but you know, it's, it's the lions. Anything's possible. If they're keyed in on, uh, AJ Brown, it could definitely happen. It's just, we'll just have to wait and see on how well Jalen improved this year, I guess. I think it's all gonna, I think it's all gonna come down to how quick Aiden Hutchinson gets, gets after the ball. I mean, if that, if that kid's eaten and if that kid's what he's cracked up to be, he cause a lot of problems for old Jalen. Good. Kyle? Yeah, I mean, I don't, like Drew said, the only really wide receiver I want to kind of project higher is A.J. Brown or even like a Dallas Goddard. I'm not really sure about Devonta Smith yet. So, I mean, it's it's up in the air for me at this point. Haters, so all I got to say. Kyle, since you went last, go ahead and give us your first boom. Alrighty, so... <clears throat> My first boom of the 2022 season is going to be JT. Um, I mean, it's Jonathan Taylor, so the matchup this week is crazy good. I mean, they play Houston. I personally think he has the potential to score two-plus tutties. He's projected at 21.36 points, so for Jonathan Taylor, getting 26, almost 27 points isn't hard for him to do. So as long as they keep feeding him the rock, I don't see a huge problem with this. So. I mean, last year when they played Houston, he had a 32-piece, 30, I believe. So, Yeah, he went over 25 in both those games. Um, 
I mean, okay. It's just it's tough to project touchdowns to begin with and see him. You have to have him at 26 points. Uh, is it doable? Sure. Houston's run defense is atrocious. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I can see where you're coming from. It should realistically be the well, Colts up early enough and that they're just going to pound the ball and well, that's JT's role. That's the whole thing that worries me. If they get up, if they're up 25 to 6 and it's the third, do you pull him and say, hey, you're done. We're not, we're not losing you in a meaningless game. I mean, yes, because I've seen I that. Mean, like I've seen that happen. I understand it's the first week of the season. All the more reason to pull him. I understand Give that, but if they're out. up twenty-five to six, JT is going to be a big part of why they're up that much. Is what I'm trying to say too. Could be. Could, could also be. be uh, Michael could also Pittman be having an insane game. So. Yeah, so be it then. I'll take Drew, the deal. Drew, your take on JT, and then hop into your first boom. Yeah, I mean it's it's JT. You know he's already projected at twenty one point whatever. It's clearly he could boom. I mean they're playing the Texans. He can easily get plus five from twenty one points. It's not like it's not doable. It's just tough when somebody's already projected that much. Like he could have an amazing game, score twenty five points, and it doesn't count as a boom technically, but. I mean, it's possible, so I'm not going to knock it. All right, fair enough. And then your first boom. All right, so I'm trying to rack up the points here, take some chances, start off on a good note this week, this year. So in an effort to get some points here, my first boom is going to be Michael Carter. Uh, he's only projected at 9.45 points, and I feel like the Baltimore run defense just – isn't what it used to be and as of you know when we're recording we have been told that michael carter still is the number one running back and so that means that he'll have at least the first and second down reps over Brees hall for now and i mean if he scores with the amount of work that he's going to get on top of at least four catches probably if he has the first and second down work for the whole game i can see him you know at a boom, he would score 14.45 points. And if he scores with the work that they're telling us that he's going to get, he can easily do that. So I can see that as a boom this week. Yeah. I mean, just look at – I mean, just for reference, week eight last year, he had 15 rushes, 77 yards and a touchdown, nine catches for 95. So he's got the repertoire to be that, you know, both a rusher and a pass receiver. receiver. And like you said, Baltimore's run defense is iffy at best. Joe Flacco is also starting this week. It wasn't mentioned. Zach uh, Wilson will miss at least, I think it's like the four, first four weeks or thereabout uh, for Wilson with his uh, meniscus. So mm-hmm. Michael Carter, like you, should, you said, should get first and second down touches. And at the very least, you know, maybe some third downs here or there in passing situations. So I don't mind it. And how do you guys feel about it? Kyle, you go first, and then we'll have Zach wrap it up before he booms. I mean, I like it a lot. As we see in Joe Flacco's later years, he's just kind of like a check-down machine. And with, as Drew would say, Grease Hall coming back, I don't think they're going to give him the full reins. Uh, 
Yeah, they're just going to give Michael Carter probably the RB1 reps here and the targets, so I could easily see him getting a 15-piece. Yeah, 15 seems super realistic. Zach, how do you feel about Carter? Then let's get to your first boom. Uh, Carter is a PPR machine, man. I mean, he'll rack up those PPR those uh, PPR points uh, pretty quick because he's pretty good at catching the, catching the ball out of the backfield. I mean, he's not necessarily the guy I want running between the tackles, but a uh, couple couple big screen plays I could see happening because uh, Baltimore is aggressive when they blitz, um, and uh, Baltimore is known to blitz. Um, so I think we'll see the Jets try and take advantage of that and use it against them, and Carter could break for some big screen plays. Great. I like that as well. And who do you have for boom one? So my boom one, we got the guy that I've been – I have hyped up all year, Javante Williams. Jawan Dotson. <laughs> they are going against an ugly Seattle Seahawks team this year. I mean, this defense is not what it used to be. Uh, they're going to be running a lot because they're going to. They're going to blow. They're going to. I honestly could run into the same problem that um, I said Kyle could run into. Um, being they blow them out so bad, they just take the first stringers out um, because I just can't see the Seahawks hanging with uh, the this high-powered offense with Russell Wilson at the helm. And Russell Wilson, he's going to want to go in there and he's going to want to cook too. So That's they're going right. to jump out. Yeah. So they're going to want to jump. They're going to jump out to an early lead, and then they're just going to run the rock. Is how I see it, and Javante Williams is only projected for fourteen point five six, so all he needs is nineteen, and he catches out of the backfield, and he was second to only Jonathan Taylor in missed tackles last year, and he ran the ball. I think uh, he he uh, uh, was significantly less. I will say that two hundred and three times, uh, two hundred three attempts last year, in a fifty fifty timeshare. So yeah. it does. It does appear that it'll be like more of a sixty forty, you know, sixty five thirty five. Javante, so Melvin Gordon this year. So yeah, I, I like Jav- I've big Javante guy. I feel bad I haven't got him really anywhere, but I mean, just just look at the weeks where Melvin got hurt last year. It was like I think week twelve through fifteen or something like that. He was ten plus a game, and all about that game against Cincy, he was twenty plus a game. So yep, his ceiling is super super high, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Javante guy, too, this year. I'm, I just hope, like Zach said, it's not like the same situation I was with JT and that they get up really big and just throw Melvin in there. So, other than that, I yeah, it's totally doable for Javante this week. All right, and then last but not least, Drew. Yeah, pretty much same prerogative here. It's like, you know, it could be unfortunate and when they throw Melvin in, he gets the big run, but, you know... I can't see why Javante Williams couldn't boom this week. It's just until we see that how the split is with him and Melvin Gordon, we're not going to know, but he definitely could boom this week. Sure thing. And then just like we did before snake style, that leads us to Zach's first bust. Oh, my bust. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to say Jamar Chase is a bust this week. Uh, he's projected for 20.83. Now, granted, everybody's probably going to say 
Pittsburgh's cornerbacks aren't proven. Well, Pittsburgh does have a free safety. Um, and I feel like he'll be shadowing Jamar Chase all game. Um, and Pittsburgh is going to uh, – I think what Pittsburgh's going to want them to do is they're going to – they're gonna. They're not gonna put that. They're not gonna put their cornerbacks out on an island against Jamar Chase just because he's so good. Um, but I think the pass rush is gonna get to uh, the pass rush is gonna get home quicker than he can get rid of the ball to Jamar Chase deep. It's gonna be a lot of short intermediate passes if Jamar Chase does anything, and I think Pittsburgh's gonna try and limit limit his big playability. Uh, I'm torn on this one. I mean, as a Steelers fan, I obviously want to say, like, yeah, that's, he's not going to have a big week. And no, last year, I'm looking not. at his statistics, game one against Pittsburgh, he put up 22.5 points. That was with Joe Hayden basically shadowing in that whole game. Or, yeah, with, with Joe Hayden, I think, in game one. And then game two, I don't think Joe Hayden played. He only put up 6.9 points. He only had three targets that game, though. Right. So, I mean, targets, he, and he had three receptions on three targets. So, you have to take that into consideration. But, you know, the fact was, in that first game, he did have two touchdowns. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just tough because you know that Joe Burrow is going to target Jamar. You know it's his go-to guy. Now, I think T. Higgins will have a monster game just because Pittsburgh's too worried about Jamar. Uh, somebody's bound to. It's it's going to yeah. be one of them, but I it's tough for me to call him a bust. I th- um, I'm not saying he ain't going to score 14 points. I mean, he could very well. I just think Pittsburgh yeah. is out of the end zone. I guess 14's reason won't stop technically a bust for this week. But, I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's, it's going to be close, I think. Uh, Drew, how do you feel about Jamar? Yeah, I don't know if I'm personally willing to call him a bust. I mean, week three last year, he had five targets and scored two touchdowns and ended up with 22 points. So, it their cornerbacks didn't get better from last year. If anything, they stayed around the same, same-ish area of, you know. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I can, like... St- put the stamp of appeal on the bus, but I guess it's possible per minus five, but that wouldn't mean he had a super bad week either, so. Right. And then Kyle, before we head back to Drew for his first bust. I'm just gonna, I'm kind of with all you guys, I'm super torn on it because it's not at like a projection to where you can safely call Jamar Chase gonna be a bus because 15 points to Jamar Chase is like nothing as Joe Burrow's number one target. So I just can't, I can't say yes. I can't say no. I'm just kind of torn. Yeah, there was, uh, there was a lot more games where he had 20 points last year than he had less than 15. So let's just, let's just go with that. So Drew, your first bust. All right. So my first bust is going to be Travis Etienne and he's projected at 14.18 points. And, uh, James Robinson was, uh, what, an hour ago elevated from questionable to healthy. Mm-hmm. And 
he will be playing, so I think they will share the backfield more than people are going to think they will. I know people are just so hype on Travis Etienne, they don't want to believe it. But James Robinson is going to take carries away from Travis Etienne, whether you like it or not. And Washington's run defense is no joke, so I don't think the Jags get much of a run game going this week, honestly. I think they're going to have to end up passing with you know, with how well the Washington's pass defense is looking, if Carson Wentz is on point week one, I think the Jags are going to have to, you know, try and play catch up a little bit. And I just don't think that Travis Etienne makes up for the lost points that he could get in the run game, especially with James Robinson playing. So for me, it's not so much the lost rushes he's going to lose. It's the fact that he's going to lose the already lack of checkdowns and passes he's going to lose as well, which Etienne excels in as a pass catcher. They're going to move him to the slot, I feel like. And we'll definitely see an RBVC here, but to what extent? Do do you, do we feel, Jay, you know, we, obviously he's been upgraded to healthy, but does Doug Peterson feel that he can handle a full workload or... Do we still see, you know, ETM being the guy? I mean, that's that's my only concern is, sure, he's healthy, but do you still take it slow being that he's still a young guy that maybe you see as part of the future, future of your franchise? I'm not saying that uh, James Robinson gets a full workload, but, I mean, if he gets seven, eight rushes, they're not rushing more than, what, 20-ish times it, yeah so probably and a handful of those are going to be you know quarterback runs because of pressure as well i'm sure that's what i'm saying it's like he's not going to get the type of work that people are expecting him to so that's why i'm calling him a bus this week fair enough uh kyle no i i mean i kind of agree with drew here so like like drew said he's not going to get the amount of touches that we need to be in rb1 and with him not getting those touches, he's going to either have to break off a huge run or score a couple touchdowns. So for me to see him like not bust is going to be pretty tough this week, I feel. All right. And then last but not least, Zach, before we head back to Kyle. I, um, I honestly would definitely see him as a bust this week. I mean, just like he said, Chase Young, that, that defense. Chase Young may not be back. No, he's not. It, he, I, thought, uh, I thought they said he would be. He should be, but he re-aggravated his ACL injury at a pass rush uh, clinic. So Okay. Well, I mean, still, Sweat's still there, right? Yeah, yeah Montez Sweat's still there. Yeah, that, and still, that, they're going to... They're gonna get after those uh, running backs, and I just can't see. I just can't see either of these guys, either of them, uh, getting a run game going. I think it's gonna have to be done through the air, because I do believe that's where Washington is a little bit weaker. Uh, Chase Young right now is on the pup and will miss at least the first month of the season. Ooh, and it was at a Vaughn Miller, I think, uh, training or pass rush camp that he re-aggravated his ACL. So. There's that. And last but not least, I guess, Kyle, here we go. I guess not last one, at least, but Kyle, I guess, your first bust. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, my first bust of the year is I'm going to go with Chase Edmonds. Uh, he's projected at 14.60. They play the Patriots. They always have pretty what somewhat solid rush defense. Um, 
And I, I'm not too sold on this Miami backfield. I feel like it's still a committee with Raheem Moster and Miles Gaskin still being down there. I mean, granted, they did cut uh, Sonny Michelle, so it does take one hand out of the fire, but 14.6 points, it just seems a little steep considering we don't know exactly where all the touches are going. So are you telling me I start Dobbins over uh... Chase? No. That's tough for me. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm just curious. I, I just wanted I just wanted to see what you thought because that's that's one of my that's one of my predicaments right now. The, and the problem with J.K. Dobbins is that we don't know about his injury fully, so exactly. we don't even know if he's going to be able to play. So yeah. at this point, yes, Chase, start Chase Edmonds just because he's a safer play. But but I also have Michael Carter on my bench. <laughs> I would probably play Mike. For me, you think? Okay, I would I would take Michael Carter personally, but. See, okay, I'll go out and just throw my opinion for the Chase Edmonds bus pick. Um, I don't know. I feel like even if they end up somehow being down, I still think he gets good targets because Raheem Mostert isn't a catching back. Miles Gaskin is, but he's third in the depth chart. And they picked up Chase Edmonds for a reason, and that's what he's known for. I still feel like if he, if he only ends up with 50-ish, you know, rushing yards or whatever, he's still going to get five, six catches for 40 or 50. And if he scores, then he's easily going to get his projection, I think, this week. See, I don't think he's going to be much of the receiving work because they have to feed Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. They like, they can't just... They don't have to. That's that's going to... It just depends on, you know, what's up with Tua. If Tua... You know, what's up with Tua? Yeah, exactly. No, for real though, because if <laughs> yeah. if he can't see them downfield, he's gonna check it down to Chase Edmonds because he's gonna be the one on the field. And if he gets five, six catches, but he's he's gonna make his projection this week. I feel. I, okay, but so I want to ask you though, why would you not take Michael Carter over Chase Edmonds, even though you have Michael Carter as your boom? Uh, so you're I, guaranteeing Michael Carter at 15 points because, at least. Because Michael Par- Michael Carter with a boom is Chase Edmonds' projection. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Okay. <laughs> That's enough, honestly. I think. Edmonds' okay. floor, floor is much, much higher than I Carter think, right now. Yeah, I, I think Michael Carter with a... He could have similar production to Chase Edmonds this week. And... Him as a boom, but it's it's is, not going to be as much of a committee though. Is the problem? Well, I that's like it. Like we, they've been telling us Michael Card. I don't know. It could be more of a committee. I don't know. It just literally we do, It's week one. I'm just yeah. Doing that's that the hard there. part. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. That's so hard. Yeah, I got you. No, I appreciate it. And I, I want to throw out there: this is a new offensive scheme, like McDaniel, who likes to run the ball, who likes to utilize his running backs. This is also a Miami team that in week 18 last year put up 195 rushing yards against New England. So, But he also really likes Raheem Mostert. <laughs> okay, he doesn't catch the ball, though. And Raheem yeah. Mostert's not going to get as many touches as I think you're thinking he's going to. Uh, okay. I mean, he's probably going to get hurt, but they're going to give him some touches. And, and like I said, this is... I mean, you want to talk about... You know, New England had a decent rush defense. One ninety-five 
against the Miami last year, 114 against Buffalo, 226 against Indianapolis, 270 against Tennessee with Henry being hurt at that point. Uh, they're not that good of a run defense, in all honesty. I just checked out Chase Edmonds' 2021 stats, and I know that it was on a different team. But the kind of production I can see Chase Edmonds putting up this week, this uh, week eight against the Packers last year, he had seven attempts for 30 yards, a touchdown, three catches for 39 yards, and he had 15.9 points. Like, I feel like that's so doable, it's not even funny. Right, he he doesn't need a ton of touches to be efficient and score. That's what it comes but down to. That was to. such like, a different scheme, though, too. But and Mike McDaniel, right, and you don't think that an aired out offense in Arizona is going to be crazy different compared to a run first Mike McDaniel offense? Like, yeah, they're going to feed the RBs. right? And uh, he did that. He did that with less, and he's going to get more now. Like that's uh, debatable because they wanted him as the RB one in Arizona until he got hurt. And still, it wasn't an aired out offense. I'm just saying, like, he didn't get the crazy workload like you're projecting him to get with Miami. And it's still a committee like it was last year with Arizona. I'm just saying it is, I don't know. I just think he's a boom. That's just what I'm saying. (laughs) Or bust, I mean, sorry. All right. Uh, That leaves me last for my first bust, and that's going to be Nicole Hardman. He's at 10.84 points. The thing that scares me is that Kansas City clearly didn't have confidence in this guy. They went out. They signed MVS, they signed Juju, they drafted Sky Moore. Kelsey and Juju are going to take those targets. I mean, it just feels like the combo of MVS and Sky are going to take that deep threat that they want Miko Hardman to be. So I know a five-point game for him, even though it's like even though he's a, other than uh, Kelsey, he's the most you know acclimated in that offense. It's just. I can't see him having that big a week, and even if he doesn't bust per se, he's not going to make projections in my opinion. So, Kyle, how do you feel? I I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, I don't see how I don't. I just feel Juju and MVS are going to take most of those wide receiver targets, and then obviously Kelsey's there. So, I I don't really. I just don't see him getting over ten points at all, like even close to it. So, I I agree with you hundred percent. All right, Drew. Yeah, I mean, pretty much consensus around the fantasy football industry. It's that Travis Kelsey and Juju are probably the most guaranteed targets. And then after that, it's who in the world knows week to week. So, I mean, it's for sure possible that McCole Hardman busts this week. We just have no idea what the targets are going to look like after those two. So, Right, Zach? I mean, I kind of agree with Drew, I would say. I mean, uh, maybe. I mean, I could definitely see a big play happening. I mean, there's definitely big play potential, but it just feels like he's almost lost his role in... uh, Yeah. ...in Kansas City. So, that moves on to my second boom... And uh, I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Kind of a crazy pick here. He's going in Chicago. He's at 19.53 points. Uh, Chicago's defense isn't good whatsoever. 
Uh, it's a, an ex- I, and I hate to say it, it's an exceptionally bad defense in Chicago. I mean, they've gone, they've gone better through the draft, but they're still super young, unproven. And the fact that we have, you know, a super high rushing upside quarterback and a guy that has, well, while I was putting my list together, uh, a healthy trio of targets in Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle is now down to a healthy two targets because Kittle got banged up and practiced on Monday. So, uh, either way, what do you guys think about Trey Lance? We'll start with Drew first. You have him as a boom? Boom. I mean, it'd be, it's going to be a crazy boom. He'd have to have 25 points, but it's, I don't feel like it's out of their own possibilities for somebody that can rush for, you know, 80 yards and a touchdown along with his passing upside. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible, especially against the decrepit Bears defense at this point. Uh, as long as he gets his rushing upside to go for him, I don't see why he couldn't boom this week. I see, I definitely could see it happening. Right, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. He could easily boom this week. His rushing upside alone with the touchdown possibility is definitely a big positive. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. All right, and Zach? I would definitely say it's definitely possible with his rushing upside. Fair enough. He's, I'm, nice I'm pretty team. high on him this year. Uh, yeah, he's one of my guys this year to watch, and I definitely got him in a few best ball leagues because he fell super late. Last, uh, I think last night I got him, or yesterday I should say, I got him in the puppy uh, four. So I like him a lot. Uh, Kyle, your second boom. All right, my second boom. I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell. Same team. He's projected at twelve point six eight points. Um, like you said, uh, great matchup. Terrible Chicago defense. I. If he at least finds the end zone once, I don't see this being too far of a stretch for a boom. All he had to do is get 17 and a half points. So. Right. And he also, I think, got upgraded to a full, you know, 100% healthy after the hammy that was kind of banged or came in the sideline earlier. 12 points is so low for this guy. I mean, I had him as, you know, a season long boom for me, going to finish as a top 20 running back, close to top 15 running back. Uh, yeah. I got him super late in drafts as well uh, as like a flex option that can be a, a low-end running back one high-end RB2 guy. So, Zach, what do you think about Eli Mitchell? Eli Mitchell, um, the missile. Uh, who they play again? Chicago. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Drew. No, it's okay. Um, He's gonna not. he's gonna run up and down the field probably twice on you. Right. Last but not least, Drew, your take on on Mitchell, and then head into your second boom. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see it happening. The Bears' defense is not looking good right now, so I, I respect your honesty. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I have two guys here, but I'm gonna go with the one that I really feel that could boom like more for sure this week so i'm gonna go Jameis winston uh he's projected at only 17.43 points and for a quarterback that's pretty low i mean the falcons defense is terrible and Jameis is a lot better than we give him credit for he has literally so many weapons at the ready and he should be 
firing at all of them this week. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should start him over one of your top five QBs this week if you drafted them. But I mean, if you are in a super flex, are you punted QB in the draft? And he's one of the two that you picked up in, uh, you know, in a draft. You you should start him, even if you punted QB and you have like past top fifteen QB in a non two QB league. I I say pick him up and start him because I cannot see a situation unless him reverting back to his old ways and throwing two picks. I can't see him not booming this week. To be honest. Yeah, prior to the injury last year, we saw a brand new Jameis Winston. It felt like he was at 1,100 yards, 14 touchdowns, no interceptions, and he played in seven games. In those seven games, he only played seven games, and he still finished as quarterback 32. So that's that's kind of a crazy stat that there's someone that started the whole season that potentially finished worse than him last year. Uh, but now he has such such big potential. The, the weapons around him only got better. Even if Michael Thomas doesn't play, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry are still there. And obviously AK hasn't been suspended, so he's he's set for a big season and definitely a big week against Atlanta. Kyle, how do you feel about famous Jameis? No turnovers this week. Yeah, I mean, no interceptions, that'd be awesome. But, I mean, I, this is a game where I can see Jameis Winston lighting it up, going for like 300 yards three tutties add on like 30 40 yards rushing i don't know i think it's a good butt or boom for drew this week so i'm game i could see 25 plus out of them yep and zach how do you feel about winston old famous james old crab legs himself <laughs> well as long as he doesn't throw 40 interception in the game I, I maybe maybe he does okay <laughs> um, um he definitely has a lot of weapons that all he has to do is get it in their hands and just let them do the work. Like he can drop, he can do a drop pass for like two yards and they'll take it ninety nine. I mean, that's not math, but okay. <laughs> I'm no math whiz, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure there's only a hundred yards on a football field. All right. And right, you could not right. pass for two yards and have them run for an additional. All right, they'll take what it. The rest, they'll take it ninety-seven yards. You, you happy? That'd be the close. Line, be you got they got tackled at the one. I'm again. I'm not a math guy, but <sighs> anyways, <laughs> they're gonna get a lot of yak for them. Either way, fair enough. I, I, I respect your poor math. It's like Keystone schooling he went to. <laughs> Public schooling. Public schooling, boys. Public schooling. All right. Uh, Drew, or not Drew, pardon me, Zach, your last boom before we head into our second round of busts. Oh, my last boom. Well, since we already talked about uh, the Saints, I'm actually going to talk about uh, the Browns. That definitely did not Saints. coincide whatsoever. Well, no, we already talked. We right. already talked about the Saints and how they have a lot of guys that can. And because one of my booms is Chris Olave, but I'm going to talk about Kareem Hunt uh, being one of my booms. He is eleven point four two. He's going to be getting a lot of the uh, short dump offs. I mean, he's. We already we've discussed this uh, 
amongst ourselves about uh, Brissett and how he likes to throw to the tight end and how he likes to throw the short passes. Well, he does like to do a little dump-off passes to running backs, and Chubb is not the the running back that's catching passes out of the backfield. It's Kareem Hunt. I don't care who you are. It, it's Kareem Hunt. The pass-catching back is Kareem Hunt. And he's going to eat um, because they're going to have to stay in this game by throwing the ball. And the only way to throw the ball well, well, having Brissett as your quarterback is short dump-off passes to your tight end and running back. Yeah. I mean, it's doable. This guy finished tight end. Or tight end. You're talking about tight ends, and I'm talking saying tight ends. This guy finished RB10 two years ago as a backup on his team. 840 rushing yards, 300 receiving yards. We could see a similar workload for him this year. I mean, obviously, it's been discussed that he wants out of Cleveland. He wants to be number one somewhere as he should be. I mean, this is a guy, you know, his first season as a rookie finished RB4, second year RB11, and then obviously the suspension came. He finished, you know, in the 40s, again, top 10 guy, and then injured last year. But this guy, you know, he might not never blow our socks off again and be, you know, a top two, top three guy. But given the fact that he could have a starting role or even just in Cleveland where they're going to be down early in a bunch of these games, I feel like, with Brissett as our QB, have a bunch of upside where he could have, you know, six or seven targets and five catches in a game easily. So yep. I get exactly where you're coming from, and it just makes sense knowing that their defense is going to have to keep a minute, and if they don't, they're going to have to resort to Kareem Hunt and David Njoku really as their weapons. Yep. Kyle? No, I mean, I can see it easily happening with his kind of volume and his work in the passing game alone. It'll probably get him close to 10 points itself, so if they give him a couple runs, he finds the end zone. That's definitely boom for me. All right, and then, Drew, before we get to your next or not, pardon me. Before we go back to Zach's bust. No, Good I mean, job. I just pretty much completely agree. There's a path there for him to boom this week and pretty much every week because he's projected around the same amount every single week. And if it, you know, the ball rolls his way and he gets the passes that he should be getting, he should be good. Right. I like it. Now, Zach, go ahead with your second bust. Second bus is going to be DJ Moore. I know, everybody's shaking their head about it, but let's think about this a little bit. We're going to dive into it here. Oh, I can't wait. I hope there's more math. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> lots of more math. He's going to draw the number one cornerback from the Browns, which is Ward. When you're playing against a cornerback like that, to be able to hit somebody that can literally take a wide receiver um, and make their day of just just bad. Just make their day bad. There you go. Um, he, you gotta be. You gotta have precision passing. And Baker is not a precision passer. He can't put the ball in that tiny little thread the needle spot um, where only his wide receiver can catch it. He's not that accurate. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. If any of you disagree, speak up. Um, but he's just, I just don't think he's capable of that. I think he might force it. And I think Ward is going to get a few interceptions and then he's going to start going somewhere else whenever he's 
whenever or they're gonna they're they're gonna have to find creative ways to get DJ more the ball. And I don't think I think it I think they're gonna be leaning more on Christian McCaffrey here than they are their big wide receiver on the outside. Just because that secondary mm-hmm. of the Browns mm-hmm. is better than average. So I mean, they've got some they've got some players on that on the on the uh, in their secondary. I I'm I'm on the DJ Moore train this year and I have been for a few years now. He's done better with worse quarterbacks. Like he got end of Cam's career cam. He had, you know, Sam Darnold for, yeah, you know, the first month. You've got a team that knows his ins and outs. They they freaking practiced against him. How many like how long? He I knows everyone knows their ins and outs too. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just it's I just I just don't think I just think the better player is Denzel Ward and he'll take advantage of Baker. I think he's the better pro than Baker is. So I do want to throw it out there. The last time that Carolina and Cleveland met, 2018, Denzel's rookie year, DJ's rookie year. Maybe they weren't matched up together, but Denzel had almost thirteen points, sixty seven yards, five catches. DJ. That DJ. Right what'd I say? You said Denzel. Denzel. My bad. DJ, sorry. Uh, again, yeah, almost 13 points, 5 catches, 67 yards. It's I, I see him around that 12, 13 points easily, and you throw a touchdown in there, and I think he's... I just can't see him being a bust. I mean, the guy has drawn top coverage the past two seasons now. He's gone over 1,000 each of those years. Two years ago, he only played 15 games. I mean... The guy's a baller, and people discredit him for that. I mean, I, I don't know. He's just such a. He's just such a. I don't know. I guess when I look at him, he's just not. He's just a meh. Like when I look at him, I see. I, I don't think. Wow, what a what a catch! You know what I mean? He went up against Xavier Howard last year. Got had 103 yards on on you know four cat four catches and 103 yards. I mean, he burnt one of the top. DVs in all the football. All right. Dallas I against mean, Trayvon Diggs, thirty-three points. You might. I I don't know what I don't know what it is about him, but I just don't I just don't like him as a fantasy wide receiver. I don't. Okay. I mean, you don't have to. I'll, I'll gladly take DJ Moore every draft I can. But Kyle, how do you mm-hmm. feel about DJ? I'm gonna kind of agree with Steve here. Unfortunately, Zach. I mean, that's I think, fine. I feel DJ Moore is in a great spot here to just. Light it up. He's had the best quarterback he's had in arguably one to two years, even throwing him the rock. So I think it's his year to kind of eat. So, as you would say, and you know we're talking about where we have talked about Cole Komet having positive regression and having some touchdowns go his way this year. Uh, DJ Moore's never scored more than four touchdowns. He adds three or four touchdowns to his resume this year, and he's close to pushing top ten numbers. In all mm-hmm. honesty. So I mean, he's last year had ninety three receptions, hundred or a thousand one hundred fifty seven yards, four touchdowns. I don't know. I yeah, just, you I, give him eight tutties on top, like total. Yeah, easy top ten probably. All uh, right, and then last but not least, uh, Drew before he had a deer bust. Yeah, I mean, DJ Moore is pretty much the guy this year. Their second best option is Robbie Anderson, and he's trash. So not good. Yeah, You're forgetting I mean, about LaVisca, dog. Oh, yeah, LaVisca. The fifth <laughs> but, 
Yeah, I. He's projected at what fourteen? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just can't see him busting this week. That's what nine under nine points. I can't see that happening in week one. I don't know. Yeah, and just for reference, week one last week or last year, he had four or fifteen point four, albeit against the Jets, but six receptions for eighty. So, and he's like I said, he's proven to be top DBs. I mean, he. He toasted Trayvon Diggs against Dallas for two touchdowns at 113. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Drew, your second bust. All right. So my second bust is going to be... We'll go with uh, Hunter Renfro. He's projected at 13.24 points. And... For me, I feel like as long as Devontae Adams and Darren Waller are healthy and playing, I just can't see Hunter Renfro as being a very sustainable option uh, for the Raiders. I mean, in years past, Derek Carr couldn't barely keep one fantasy receiver afloat, let alone we expect him to keep all three of these guys afloat. So, I mean, I'm definitely not banking on him being able to do it this year. I, I, I can't, like... We cannot expect Derek Carr to keep Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and Hunter Renfro consistent. And I feel like week one that I I just can't see Hunter Renfro getting many of the targets to start off the year. Yeah, yeah. I kind of agree with that in a way. Sorry, Steve. I just wanted I just wanted to kind of piggyback off that. I agree. Like, I don't think he keeps them consistent. I just think that each one of them is going to have like their week. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not each going to get 10, 15, 20 points. It's like Devonta's going to hit 30, like Waller's going to hit 30, then Renfro's going to hit 25, like all separate weeks. I don't think it's consistently. So yeah, I could easily see Hunter Renfro busting this week. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for a really good, you know, last two months of the season, we wouldn't be talking about Hunter Renfro this year, where he's going in drafts. Uh it just doesn't seem likely to be a repeat candidate this year with the additions to this team. And you have to factor in that he's going to lose some of those short passes that he, he would have been getting last year to like Brandon Bolden, Amir Abdullah, Zamir White kind of stuff. So I agree. Zach? I don't think he's there. Good talk. No, I'm uh, here. I, I, there was a, a thing that came across my uh, phone here for uh, a signing. Oh, uh, was it one of those, like, porn things I came up across for? Like, ah, ah you're funny. Kay. You're funny. Uh, what do you, what yeah. do you think? Um, I, uh, I, I've, it's I don't know, dude. On. Yeah, move words on. Words are hard. Yeah, words are hard right now. All right, Kyle, your second bust. My second bust, I'm. Let's go with. We'll stick with uh, Cleveland here. I want to talk about them. Jacoby Brissett. So he's projected at 15 points on the dot. Uh, I just. I just don't see him getting it done this week. I mean, they're playing a solid Carolina defense. I mean, he's going to try and force feed. Uh, Mark Cooper the ball and try to just check down to Kareem Hunt the whole time so I don't really see him producing as well as a QB a starting QB should so I think 
10 points. I think that might be a stretch. I don't know. Part of me wants to say it's going to be tough to call him a bust at, you know, just having to score 10 to a little over 10 to not be considered a bust. But, I mean, just looking, he played Houston last year and he put up less than 10 points who had an atrocious defense. So I can see where you're coming from there, but it's still just tough for me for to have a a QB stay under 10, especially knowing he'll get, you know, unless an injury happens, he's going to, you know, have the ball in his hands pretty much every snap. So, Zach, how do you feel about Jacoby? Jacoby, I mean, in all honesty, if my guy that I predicted Kareem Hunt goes off, I mean, I mean, if he catches a couple touchdown passes from him, I mean, that's points for him. And, uh, I mean, with that scrambling ability, I mean, I wouldn't be against seeing him run into the end zone and maybe once, depending on. I wouldn't say there's a lot of scrambling ability. He's a big dude. I've really never seen him run yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's more mobile than most, I will say, but eh, I don't know. Depends on your classification for most. I mean, he's I only mean, I for over 10 yards one time last year. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I guess he was more mobile in his younger days. But... Younger years, maybe, yeah. But yeah, barely. But... Barely. But still, I mean, I could see him scamper in for a touchdown. I mean, uh, or, I mean, if he dumps, I mean, I could see Najoku scoring a touchdown this game and Kareem Hunt. I mean, and then that right there is that that's eight points plus the yards that he's getting for it. I mean... He could be close. It, it could be a close one. He's definitely on the bumble, on the bubble to bust. All right, and then Drew. Yeah, I, I it, it'd be tough for me to call him a bust. It's for sure possible, but I don't know. To call a starting QB a bust is just it's just really tough. Especially, Especially when he has the ball all the time. That needs projected low to begin with. It's definitely possible. I wouldn't put it past him, but I wouldn't bank on it, I guess. I've seen mm-hmm. a starting quarterback score negative five points. Exactly. So, it's like I said, I wouldn't put it past him, but it's it's tough to call out. My last bust, this one kind of pains me, but I'm going to go with Chris Godwin. He's projected at 12.34 points. I'm not calling the bus because he doesn't have the potential <clears throat> or that I think he's going to be terrible this year. It's just the fact that it is game one back from, you know, an ACL injury. They have plenty of weapons in Tampa Bay to be able to throw to, so you don't really need to rush him back. Uh, so even if he only gets, you know, half of his typical workload and we see Russell Gage and Julio Jones and, you know, the likes Cameron Brayton Rudolph take, you know, a bigger step forward for week one. Uh, I think that's fine. I mean, he'd have to go down to about seven points, which in all honesty, I see as, you know, potentially happening just because we don't know how the knee is hundred percent. Obviously he doesn't have the brace on anymore, but I think as a precautionary thing, it'd be smart to not play him the full, the full workload and give him some time off. So Zach, how do you feel about Godwin? Godwin. Hmm. I mean, he definitely has potential to bust because I could see him also being a healthy scratch in week one just just because, I mean, they're pretty much – I mean, they might not even need him, um, to be honest with you, to win the game. Uh, but, I mean, eh, we'll see. I mean, he's definitely going to be – there's a lot of mouths to feed on that, uh, on that uh, Tampa Bay offense, I will say. 
Right, Kyle? No, I agree. It's, uh, it'd be kind of dumb to kind of just throw him in there and give him like 12, 13 targets. So even if, like you said, give him half his workload, it's going to be hard for him to kind of get to that number. And if he doesn't play, that's zero points. So there you go. You got yourself a dub. Right, Andrew. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much same idea there. We have no clue if he's going to play. He's talking like he's might be feeling up to it. He practiced the other day without the knee brace, but we really have no clue. There's a lot of mouths to feed. He for sure could potentially bust this week. All right, and just for the sake of time, just going to run through our last booms and busts. Uh, my last boom, I had Hollywood Brown. And my last bust, I have Amari Cooper. Kyle, who was your last boom and who was your last bust? My last boom was on the other side of Jacoby Purcell. I'm taking Baker Mayfield. And my last bust was Allen Robinson. Drew? All right, so my last boom was going to be Chase Claypool. And my last bust is going to be Wandale Robinson. All right. And Zach? My last boom was going to be Chris Olave. And then my last bust was going to be uh romeo dobbs all right so thanks everybody for listening we appreciate all the love and support we've been getting make sure you you know if you're betting with us or dfs and our our whatever parlay take the grain of salt parlays because you know we're not pros by any means we're going with our gut feelings and just don't take it seriously if uh, it doesn't hit so with that yep. thanks everybody for listening we appreciate the support. Make sure you follow us. Give us a like. Give us a review. Peace. See you next week. See ya. Later. Yep. Later. Thank you for listening to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.